Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the presence and power of God. Today's devotion is from Victory Decrees, but before I read that, I want to remind you of a brand new book that comes out now. It comes out now. It's called Breaking the Miracle Barrier, Releasing God's Power for Breakthrough. And Sid Roth, he said this, he said, if you need a breakthrough miracle, you need this book. So I want to remind you of that because it is out now. Go over there to Amazon.com and get your copy. Support this prayer-based project where I reveal the sound of now and what it takes to break the miracle barrier. If you're in my church, you know what it takes because we've done it. We saw 24-hour breakthrough after 24-hour breakthrough when I released this impromptu revelation, um, which I received driving to church one morning. I'll tell you more about that later because you're going to want to grab that. But remember breaking the miracle barrier. God has a pattern and a principle and a program for you to walk in complete victory. Amen. He's so good. God bless you. Today's devotion is from Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. And today's devotion is titled, Your Redeemer Lives. Your Redeemer Lives. And here's what I heard the Lord say. It is not my will for you to walk around with your head hung low. My will for you is to walk around with your head looking up because your redemption draws nigh. It comes from heavenly places. His name is Jesus. He redeemed you unto victory. It's not, I've not called you to walk around feeling sorry for yourself and wondering what bad thing might happen next. Evil forebodings 
are not your portion. So stop thinking about what might happen next to derail you, says God. Stop thinking about all the bad things that could happen and begin to meditate on my goodness. Begin to meditate on my love, says the spirit of the living God. Come on, your redeemer lives. Yes, your redeemer lives. We talked about that yesterday at Awakening House of Prayer, how our words and meditations are so vital to seeing God's dream for your life come to pass, that we can release God's creative power in our life with words that he inspires in our heart from his scripture and prophetically what he speaks to us. You can go watch that message at ahop.online, by the way. Today's scripture references Luke 21, 28, Galatians 3, 3. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. Now the prayer starter and the decree, Father, help me keep looking at my Redeemer, my Justifier, and my Victory Banner. Help me catch you loving me. Draw me closer to you when the enemy is lurking. I decree my Redeemer lives, and the enemy's plan to kill my blessing are bound. I declare God's goodness and favor surrounds me like a shield as I reign victorious in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. You are our Redeemer. (laughs) We magnify you, God, because you are the God who redeemed us. You are the God who redeemed us from the curse of the law, becoming a curse for us. For as it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Father, we thank you that you reversed the curse. (laughs) We thank you, Lord, that you reversed the curse. Come on. We thank you, Lord, that we are not under the curse of the law, but we have sold out to the gospel of grace. We thank you, Lord, that you redeemed us from the curse. Come on. If you could grab hold of this with me, this is really good news. You know why it's good news? Because we were once under the curse of the law. We were once on the outside of the kingdom, but now, but now we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We are revert. We are redeemed from the curse. God has reversed the curse. I thank you, Lord, today, that you are a God who blesses his people. Hallelujah. You are a God who speaks life over us. You are a God who encourages our heart with your word. You are that God. You're the God who makes a way out of no way. You're the God that cleans up our messes even when we messed up badly. That's who you are. You are that God. You are the God who reverses the curse of the enemy. You are the God who brings good things even out of what the enemy has done in our lives. What the enemy meant for harm, you turn it around for good. Oh, the goodness of God. Oh, the goodness of God. Oh, the goodness of God. It just boggles our minds. We can't even comprehend the depths of your goodness. That is how good you are. My God, help us, Lord, today. Help us, Lord, today. Help us, Lord, today to catch 
you blessing us. <laughs> Help us, Lord, today to be aware of your presence in our lives, no matter what it looks like with our natural eyes, no matter what it sounds like with our natural ears. Help us, Lord, to discern your voice in the spirit. Oh, there's so many voices speaking in the spirit, so many voices competing for our attention in the spirit world, in the natural world, in the media world, in every world, every realm, so much chatter, so much chatter, so much chatter, so much chatter. But the Lord would say to you today, do not give your ear to the chatter of the world from the spirit of the world. Do not give your ear to the chatter of principalities and powers that seek to influence your mind and influence your heart, says the Lord. Do not give your ear to these enemies of your soul, says God, but give your ear to me. And the Lord would say, consecrate your ear to me. And the Lord would say, consecrate your eyes to me. Look upon me. Listen to me. Walk with me. Talk with me. Come to me. I will give you rest for your soul, says the Lord. I will restore what the enemy stole, says the Lord. But you must quiet your heart and you must listen to me. You must navigate through all the other voices. Oh, in silence, says the Lord. You must set yourself apart in my presence, says God, and you will hear and you will know the truth that sets you free. For there are many lies, 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 says the enemy, bombarding your mind, and you may not always discern them. They're so subtle. They're so sly. They're so slick, says the Lord. But I will speak to you and cut through the chatter, and cut through the clutter. If you will draw away, you will hear me. If you will pull apart, you will hear me. The enemy is trying to tear you apart, but I want you to pull yourself apart from the world, to sit in my presence and wait on me, and I will give you the strategy, and I will give you the wisdom. I will not let you down, and I will not let you go, says the Spirit of the living God. Come on, God is good. God is good. I can't just remember even what I prophesied, but I know that God is calling us to pull away. I know that God is calling us to look above. I know that God is calling us to listen with the right ears. The spiritual ears. God, help us. Yes. Help us, Lord, to listen with spiritual ears. This is big. This is big. This is big. Press into this with me. Come on. Come on, intercessors. Pray in the spirit. Come on, people of God. Press into this with me. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We consecrate our ears to you, God, even now. We consecrate our ears to you, God, even now. We want to listen to everything with spiritual ears, not just a sermon on Sunday. We want to listen to everything with spiritual ears. Oh, Jesus, help us, Lord. Recalibrate our ears that we will be so tuned in with your word, with your spirit, that when any other voice comes in, 
in to intrude upon the still small voice, the peaceful presence that we would recognize it immediately. God, help us to listen to everything with spiritual ears. Help us to discern the spirit behind the words that people speak to us. Oh, the words may sound good, but are they from God? Oh, the words may sound helpful, but is it really flattery? Oh, the words may sound wise, but is it wisdom that comes from above, which is first pure, then peaceable and, and merciful, easy to be entreated? Oh, God, would you help us? Come on, this is huge. Would you help us today, God? We need your help. We've got to recalibrate our ears. We must consecrate ourselves. We must stop listening to so many strife-filled posts and videos. It's corrupting us. It is, it is, it is it's defiling us. Uh, beloved, if you could see what I'm seeing right now, oh, every time we give ear to strife, every time we give ear to gossip, every time we give ear to criticism of somebody else, and we allow that to get in our heart, we are defiling our ears. We are defiling our ability to distinguish between what God is saying and what the enemy is saying, because many things that the enemy says are disguised as God words. Remember when Jesus was on the wilderness and Satan said, you know, throw yourself off this mountain and God will not let you dash your foot against a stone. He'll send angels. Well, that was the word. That was the scripture. That was the word. That was the scripture. That was in Psalms. Jesus knew the word. Jesus was the word. The devil was quoting the psalm. I said the devil was quoting the psalm. I said the devil was quoting the psalm, but the spirit behind the word was not God. The devil was quoting the psalm, but the spirit behind the word was not God. The devil was quoting the psalm, but the spirit behind the word was not God. The devil was quoting the psalm, but the spirit behind the word was not God. Help us, Lord, because the enemy is so slick and people sound so eloquent and so convincing. And, oh, I'm just trying to help you. Oh, I'm on your side. Oh, I have the wisdom of the Lord. It's the prophetic word of the hour. Oh, oh, oh. Just because it sounds good doesn't mean it's God. Would you help us, Lord, not to give ear to gossip, not to give ear to slander, not to give ear to criticism, not to give ear to these things because it defiles our hearing in the spirit. It defiles us. It defiles our ears where we can no longer tell the difference between what God said and what a man said and what a devil said. It's all coming through the same defiled ear. Cleanse our ears from unrighteousness, God. Oh, Jesus, cleanse our ears from unrighteousness, God. Oh, Jesus, cleanse our ears from unrighteousness, God. Oh, Jesus, we need a cleansing. We need a cleansing. We are all guilty of this. We have given ear to some strife on Facebook. We have given ear to some criticism or some gossip. We have given ear. Oh, even if we just overheard it, we didn't get ourselves out of the proximity of it. I don't want to hear it. People come to me all the time, want to tell me this, that, and the other thing about somebody. I don't want to hear it. I will not entertain it. Now, if it's for the purpose of deliverance, if it's for the purpose of solving a problem, if we're navigating an issue, then yes, we have to talk about the wrong things people do. I'm talking about a spirit of slander.
<laughs> Can you see it, beloved? Do you discern it that the spirit of slander has been let loose in the church? Do you see it, beloved? Do you discern it? Do you discern it? If you discern it, say amen. There's a spirit of slander been let loose in the church. You know where it came from? The pits of hell. Do you know who's behind it? The accuser of the brethren. Father, help us not to give ear to the accuser of the brethren, this spirit of slander that's been let loose in the church. Would you help us, Lord, because it defiles our hearing and then we can't hear you accurately because we have agreed with a spirit of slander. <laughs> you are the father of truth, the father of light. Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. We want to follow your leadership. We don't want to compromise our hearing because of the momentary thrill of a piece of gossip. We don't want to compromise our spiritual hearing because we clicked somebody's post on Facebook who was slandering somebody else, and we agree they're wrong, they're bad. How could they do that? How could they say that? Like, heart, share. We don't want to be that. We don't want to be that. We don't want to be that. You know why Judas ultimately sold out Jesus? Because he agreed with the accuser of the brethren. Judas didn't like the way Jesus was handling his ministry. The Bible says that Satan entered Judas. You know how Satan entered Judas? First, he, Judas had to come into agreement. Judas had to give his ear to Satan before Satan entered him. Judas didn't like the way Jesus was running the ministry. He had an accusation against Jesus in his heart. Whether or not he told the other disciples, I doubt it. But we know he told the Pharisees that he had a grievance. They saw that he was not fully in. Satan couldn't have entered Judas if Judas hadn't first given him his ear. I said, the devil can't get in your heart till he gets in your head. Help us, Lord. We do not want to partner with the accuser of the brethren. We do not want to release vile words out of our mouth in the morning and go to a prayer meeting at night and think you're going to hear our prayers. Lord, you need your watchmen on the wall. You need your intercessors in the gap. You need your prophets on post. But you need us to be pure. Father, cleanse us. We, we, we ask you to forgive us for any way in which we've partnered with the accuser of the brethren. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Even if we just were silent, silence, <laughs> silence speaks of agreement. In other words, many times when we're silent, the world takes it as agreement. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Purify our hearts, purify our ears, purify our hands, purify our motives. We thank you, Lord, for calling this to our attention. We thank you, Lord, for making this so clear and so plain today. You redeemed us from the curse. We don't want to be those who curse others. You redeemed us from the curse. What right do we have to walk around cursing others, calling them names? Because we don't agree with their stance on an issue on the earth. What right do we have? We have no right. Humility has no rights. So, Father, would you give us the grace of humility? Would you give us the grace of humility? Would you give us the grace of humility? 
Give us the grace of humility, God, so we can walk in your presence with the fear of the Lord, God. Let the spirit of the fear of the Lord come upon us. Lord, let that spirit of the fear of the Lord come upon us. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Come on. The the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Come on. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And God, we need wisdom. There's so much going on in the earth. We cannot afford for one moment to allow a breach in the spirit because we acted like the devil. We cannot afford for one moment to let the devil sit in our living room because we chose to engage in slander and gossip over something that has no eternal value whatsoever. God, would you help us to walk in the fear of the Lord? Because we need wisdom, mega wisdom. We need understanding. Let the spirit of wisdom and understanding, God, rest upon us in Jesus' name. You redeemed us from the curse. Who are we to go around cursing our brothers and sisters? Because they believe something different than we do. (laughs) My God, help us. We thank you and we praise you today, God. Because you are good. And we are working out our salvation with fear and trembling. And we are getting stronger and wiser and smarter every day. We're not going to make the same mistakes today that we made yesterday or last week. We're going to grow. We're going to learn. That's what you expect. That's all that you expect. You ever already knew every mistake we were going to make before we made it? (laughs) And you loved us anyway. Before you ever saved us, you already knew everything we were going to do, every dumb thing, every lie we would tell, every piece of gossip we'd spread, whatever it is, every sin we'd commit. You already knew it before you saved us and you decide to save us anyway. So you know, we know that you love us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. <laughs> so thank you, Lord, for that. We, we, come on, we feel squeaky clean. All that residue is washed away. And we say, Lord, help us today to do better than we did yesterday. For your glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's go higher. The Lord has been speaking to me for months about vindication. Maybe he's been speaking to you about vindication. He's told me over and over, I will vindicate you. I've gone back to him over certain issues and things going on in the world and attacks that I've received from people who call themselves fivefold ministers. I'm like, Lord, am I wrong in this? Am I wrong in my stance? Am I wrong in my belief? Have I missed it? Lord, do I need to repent? Is there something that I've done wrong to bring this warfare upon my life? And the Lord keeps assuring me, I will vindicate you. Now, some wisecracker on Facebook wanted to start some huge argument on my page. I heard wanting to say, well, you can't say that to people. Is that just for you? Is it for everybody? If so, how did you hear it? What time of day did you hear it? How many times did God say it? That's called a religious spirit. The reality is, I heard the Lord say, I will vindicate you. And even if that were not a prophetic utterance that he spoke to me, it is in the Bible. And we can stand on that. And many of you are saying right now that he's been saying the same thing to you. I believe that we are in a season of vindication. And I'm praying through many things today. And that's one of them, because I think that would be a wonderful encouragement to so many who have been so persecuted in this season. But it is a scripture. So we don't need a prophecy. There is a more sure word of God than prophecy. The Bible calls the scripture the more sure word of prophecy. 
And we know God is our vindicator. I'm telling you prophetically where we are, but let me give you a scripture in case, case, in case you need to get delivered of a religious spirit this morning. In case you need to, you feel compelled to argue with me about the reality of prophecy. I know so many people are, you know, they've been burned by prophecy. They don't believe it, but it's still good. Psalm 135. I'm just going to focus on this one scripture and we're going to pray. Psalm 135, verse 14. Psalm 135, verse 14. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. Is that what it says? Who are his people? Are you his people? Are we his people? Of course. And I can just hear the voice of religion right now saying, well, that's Old Testament, sister. Okay, well, first of all, I prefer not to be called sister because it, it's a wee bit religious. But to my point, it is the word of God. God is immutable. He does not change. If he ever vindicated anybody, he will vindicate you. Yes. <laughs> God is immutable. God does not change. If he ever vindicated anybody, he will vindicate you. Psalm 135, 14. The New Living Translation says, For the Lord will give justice to his people and have compassion on his servants. Who are his servants? Are we his servants? Are we his servants? Yes or no? We are his servants when we obey him. We are servants of God. We are children of God. Passion Translation says, and I love this, look. For you, he's speaking to God, for you will vindicate your persecuted people, showing your tender love to all your servants. Amen. So, Father, we thank you this morning that this word applies to us. And although you've been speaking to so many people prophetically, and that counts, we have the word of God to back us up. This prophecy is in line with scripture. <laughs> so we thank you, Lord, that you will vindicate us. But, Lord, we know there's a prerequisite. We know we have to forgive in order to see vindication. So right now, we choose by force of our will, although we might not feel like it, we choose to forgive everyone who wronged us. We choose to forgive everyone who persecuted us. We choose to forgive those who pulled the rug out from under our feet. I don't know who I'm talking to. There's somebody in here, and that's been what you've been explaining your dilemma as. You, you've been telling people, they just pulled the rug out from under my feet. <laughs> you better listen up, sweetheart, because this, this is definitely for you. We forgive those, Lord, who pulled the rug out from under our feet. We forgive those, Lord, who stabbed us in the back. We forgive those, Lord, who stole our promotion at work. We forgive those, Lord, who gossiped and slandered and did all these things to Lord, we forgive these people because they were influenced by flesh or by demons, but it wasn't by you. We thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, but every tongue that rises up against us shall be condemned. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. And we claim this. We put a stake in the ground on this. We're going to stand on this mountain called vindication. We are not going to move from it. 
Lord, we pray for those who cursed us. We pray, we pray for those who hurt us. We pray for those who abused us. We want no harm to come to anyone. Although they brought harm to us, we don't want harm for them. Lord, we want them to be blessed and walk in your love and your kingdom and your mercy. And Lord, matter of fact, we ask you, Lord, to show mercy. You know what really struck me? And I've been reading the book of Exodus. Just listen to this quickly. I'm going to pray teach you for 30 seconds. The Israelites just kept complaining and bringing God's wrath upon them. I mean, his judgment, his, you know, plagues and all these things the Lord would bring upon the Israelites. And every single time that they messed up, every single time the Israelites messed up, every single time the Bible says Moses fell on his face and prayed. Even when God told Moses, look, you're going to pick some men of Israel They're going to go to war against the Midianites in a revenge war. And after you've done that, I'm going to take your life. You're going to die. And instead of Moses saying, Lord, no, please let me live. Like that's what Hezekiah did. Hezekiah said, no, I'm a righteous man. I'm a righteous man. I brought revival. Let me live. God said, okay, I'll give you another 15 years. Moses didn't say, no, Lord, please let me live. Moses said, oh, Lord, please appoint another leader. So that your people will not be like shepherds, will not be like sheep without a shepherd. Moses was more concerned about the people than he was about himself. He was more concerned about, you know, being that intercessor to stand in the gap. And so next time somebody wrongs you, next time somebody maligns you, next time somebody stabs you in the back, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could grow to the point where we would just fall on our face and begin to pray for that person instead of complaining? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could grow to the maturity where when somebody curses us or when somebody gossips about us, you know, gossip always gets back to you. Somebody always wants to tell you what somebody said. Do you hear what they said about you? No, I don't want to hear what they said about me. No, thank you. (laughs) Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could get to that point where when somebody did us wrong, because listen, when somebody does you wrong, the Lord takes it personally and he will vindicate you if you keep your heart posture right. What if we just fell on our face and began to intercede for them? Lord, please show mercy. That's what Moses did. That's why he goes down in history as the meekest man on the earth. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? So, Father, help us to take that heart posture because vindication will be much swifter. Vindication will be much swifter. In our timing, vindication comes in God's time, not ours. But I believe if we keep our heart posture in humility and forgiveness, surely it will be more swift than if we spend three years angry about it because God can't bring the vindication till you forgive. So we release all those people who've hurt us, cursed us, abused us, accused us, maligned us. We forgive them all, Lord, and we say show mercy on them. Show mercy on them, Father. Would you show mercy on them for Christ's sake? Whether they know you, Lord, or they don't know you, Lord, whether the believers or whether the unbelievers, would you show mercy on those who have hurt us in Jesus' name? And now, Lord, we thank you for the vindication that's coming. Come on, begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. We thank you for the vindication that's coming. We thank you that we don't need a prophetic word that promises vindication. I'll I'll take it. (laughs) When someone releases a prophetic word over your life about vindication, that means it's imminent. That means that's what God's wanting to do right now. 
We need to not despise prophecy, but we have a sure word of scripture here. Psalm 135, verse 14. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. When he sees that no, when he sees that their strength is gone and no one remains slave or free. That's Deuteronomy 32, 36. You might feel like you can't take another step, but you can't wait another moment. And right then, God will turn it all around for you. So, Father, how grateful we are that you are our vindicator, that you will repay, that you will make the wrong things right, the crooked places straight, that you will enter in and help us make up for lost time because that is who you are. You are, come on, our redeemer. And if you redeemed us from the curse of the law, oh, it's nothing but a thing for you to redeem us from an enemy attack. It's an easy thing for you, God. And we bless your name. We thank you that you are working all things together for the good to those who love you and are called according to your purposes. You are for real. You are. And we celebrate you. We thank 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 you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on. Isn't he good? Are you happy? God bless you. I'll see you on the other side. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.